0: What is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the 12-game NBA main slate on Tuesday. Good to be back after the day off. Again, day off today because the national championship for college basketball. Uh, not really sure what to do with myself today. So I was like, oh, let me just uh, upload a video with no NBA. I'm like, well, what is there to do in life? But um, yeah, we got 12 games to talk about. If this is your first time watching, welcome to the channel. My name is DK. I do make content for DraftKings for NBA Top Shot and for prize picks. The sponsor of this video is Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. Uh, they offer a ton of different sports, a ton of different ways you can play. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a one hundred percent match up to one hundred dollars. So that's basically free hundred dollars to play with on the site. And if you're looking for uh, more in depth content for DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. We've had a really really good last week uh, or so, and. Um, I will be offering uh, USFL content uh, once DraftKings uh, post some stuff there. Going to be covering that as well. Also cover esports in the gold package. So if that's something that interests you, you can check out my Patreon, which is linked down below. But uh, really quick, let's go on up here from ten- or last, last night. So last night, I think I got a little bit too cute here. So I had a core of... Um, Trey Jones, Zach Collins, uh, Javel McGee, and Jordan Poole. I ended up personally fading Trey Jones because I wanted to stack up, like full stack the Minnesota Houston game, which I had the right idea, right? The game was a shootout, 139 to 132. But I just think, you know, fading Trey Jones uh, to allow me to get to a low on Kevin Porter Jr. probably wasn't worth it, right? Had I stuck with Trey Jones here, uh, I, I went to a low on Garrison Matthews. I didn't really want to play him, but it's needed a cheap small forward. So. I think I got a little bit too cute there. I should have eaten uh, the uh, Trey Jones chalk, which um, again, probably made a, a slight mistake there uh, trying to get too much exposure to the Minnesota Houston game. But yeah, so Poole, Russell, Matthews, Top, and McGee. KBJ, Collins, and Towns was my build. Okay, so let's move on to this 12 game slate. Obviously a lot to talk about. First game here is Philadelphia and Indiana. So Joel Embiid, 12K, I think it looks good. I mean, if this game stays competitive, he is going to absolutely feast against this front court. Whether Goga plays or if it's Isaiah Jackson or Jalen Smith, whoever they try to throw on him, Embiid should be able to dominate. So I think he looks like one of the best bend-ups on the slate. I think Harden's kind of just there at 10-4. I would rather go to Embiid. I think his upside is, is a lot higher. And then and Tobias Harris, also kind of just secondary options. I don't think it's necessary in this 12-game slate. On the Pacer side, so uh, Broaden's not going to play the rest of the season. The have just as possible. He's not going to play. Goga uh, got injured last game. We'll see about his status. So the Pacers still have bigs, though. Like, they can still use Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith and Terry Taylor. So they still have a good chunk of bigs. Like, sure, you consider Halbert and Keel for for contrarian plays. Halbert had a massive game last game. He's going to play big, big minutes. O'Shea Bursette has played well late, but his price is up. So... Not a lot I like on the Pacer side. You also might have teach McConnell back. I don't know why he would play in the last couple games, but I guess there's a chance he might return. Cleveland and Orlando, good spot here. Garland, 9-6, going to play big minutes. Feels a little bit pricey, but I think he's fine contrarian play. Levert's price is up, so again, 7K feels about right right now for the amount of minutes he's playing. Love's minutes have been all over the place. Um, he's a fine tournament play, but um, they have a really prioritized Moses Brown minutes at 4.8, who if he stays out of foul trouble, probably sees 25 to 30 minutes i think he's a decent value player he got in some foul trouble against indeed which we kind of expected um don't know if i get to any of the other value plays chetty barely played last game like he is a productive player but right now he's just not really getting the minutes for cleveland on the orlando side so keep an eye with anthony Wagner, and jalen suggs all questionable if they all miss there, there's some guys in consideration so mo Bamba um did play uh 29 minutes last game It was a massive massive blowout but Like, he will be productive when he's on the court if we get around 30 minutes from Bomba. I'm intrigued by him for tournaments. Okiki's been awful uh, at 4.8K, but I would assume he plays by mid-20s minutes. Markel Fultz, they're really not, uh, you know, seeing giving him a minutes bump. So, just a tournament option. He'll be productive when he's on the court. Mo Wagner, the guy that if the game blows out, probably gets extended a little bit like last game. So, he obviously has a ceiling. Arjun Hampton has been awful. Absolutely awful for the Magic. Even with Cole Anthony going down, Nine fancy points in 28 minutes. I mean, how is it even possible? Uh, Braz Vegas, uh, played huge minutes. I guess he's a fair value play. Uh, if those guys are out, uh, if you get like 37 minutes again, and then you have guys like Lopez, I don't want to play him. Um, you're gonna see Kennedy, uh, Canada, whatever, how do you pronounce his name, and down probably in the rotation, but don't think I can get to those guys. Uh, Houston and Brooklyn. So this game does have uh, some upside if it can stay competitive. Obviously, there's a little bit of blood risk, but. The main guys in KPJ, Green, and Sangoon, I think all look pretty good here. Kevin Porter Jr., just have the ball in his hands a ton, going to play huge, huge minutes. Um, So I think he's a good tournament option. I do think Jalen Green's a good tournament option too. He's probably going to shoot like 20 plus times. Um, He's been shooting the ball a lot better of late as well. So uh, the two guards, I have some interest in. And then Sangoon, my boy, the price went down. He played 33 minutes. Um, I think he's a pretty good option here. does have power forward eligibility as well. So I like all the Houston guys. Sangoon probably the easiest to get to. Jay Sean Tate, the frustrating thing is the minutes. Right? There's no real minutes upside with him and KJ Martin kind of splitting time. Christopher had a massive game last game, but he also shot 11-14, so it kind of feels like a chase if you go there. Again, Garrison Matthews, he's going to play big minutes, but he has to hit shots to get value. So he's in play for salary relief, but does have a very, very low floor if he's not making his shots. On the Brooklyn side, so KD, Kyrie, both uh, are viable here in a great matchup if you the game can stay competitive. You do have to factor in the chance, though, that the Nets just blow out Houston. But, yeah, both those guys obviously have the ceiling. Drummond, we finally saw his minutes go back down to only 18. Um, I still think he has the ceiling here. I do think the ownership will drop. But, again, with him, the minutes are, are kind of all over the place. Um, we do have Bruce Brown back. Uh, so, thankfully, we, we don't really have to consider the likes of Patty Mills. You know what's going to happen to his Patty Mills. He's going to play, like, 20 minutes uh, off the bench, and he's going to shoot, like, 8 of 8, just to troll out everyone. Like, you just know what's going to happen after his massive chalk and shot 0 of 7 last game. Um Bruce Brown himself at 5-3, I guess it's fine. Like, he should play over 30 minutes in this game since it's competitive. Um, again, with dragic out, if Seth Curry's out too, I mean, Mills will probably play minutes, but I just, I don't know if I can do it on this slate. So, again, knowing... What happened last game? You know he's just going to troll everyone and go off uh, tomorrow. Charlotte and Miami. I mean, Charlotte wants to win games. But this is an awful matchup. So, And you do have Gordon Hayward back. So, LaMelo, Bridges, was here. all fine tournament plays. There's no standouts here. On the Miami side, uh, Jimmy Butler is, in fact, in. But now we have Lowry questionable. It seems like every day someone's, like, questionable on the Miami side. You also have a lot of value pieces that are questionable. Like, if all these guys are out, you can look to, like, Markeith Morris or Max Struss um so a little bit hard to say since miami just lists half their team on the injury report every single day uh but like if lowry's out um like whoever starts at the point would look pretty good i don't know if they move hero in the starting lineup Uh, gabe vincent possibly if he plays bam and jimmy i mean it's a great matchup so i think both those guys play big minutes the only issue is again miami's a pretty balanced team atlanta and toronto so tougher matchup here but trey young's gonna play huge minutes i think he has a ceiling obviously for tournaments Unless I play him, uh, he will never, ever shoot well when I play him. Clint Capella at 6.5K. He's going to play around 30 minutes. Um, Decent rebounder, good shot blocker. I think he's a fair play in the mid range. But Donovich has been questionable. I expect him to play. If he plays, there's nothing else that really stands out here on the uh, Atlanta side. On the Toronto side, so OG questionable. Uh, If OG and a newbie can't go, then, you know, probably a a slight minutes bump for likes like Boucher and a chew and Thad Young. But don't know if it will be necessary to go to any of those guys. I think Siak and Banfleet probably look the best. These are two guys that should play over 40 minutes. We've been seeing consistently 40 plus minutes for Siakam. Van Fleet's been playing big Mets as well. So those two, I think, look like the easiest to get to. Scotty Barnes feels a little bit pricey. Garrett Trent Jr. does have a ceiling, but also pretty score independent. Has played 40 and 43 minutes over the last couple games, though, for what it's worth. And then, yeah, if I had to take a shot at someone, it would be Boucher and just hope he plays like, closer to that 30 minute mark. Um, no guarantee in that, right? He only played 22 last game, but we've seen when the minutes are there for Boucher, he's a guy that can produce. Milwaukee and Chicago. So. Good match here for the Bucs. I think Giannis looks like a very safe play. Had a tough game there against Dallas in 40 minutes alone for 47 fancy points. Kind of outlier in, the, in a bad direction. But right now, he's playing huge minutes for the team, and this is a good spot. So I think Giannis makes for a very, very safe spend up. Drew Middleton, they both feel priced about right. Bobby Portis has been a little bit more off the bench, but feel, uh, still too pricey. Brooke Lopez still tilted about that from a couple games ago. Um, and yeah i'll mention grayson allen coming off the bench i would assume mid-20s minutes but i think there's gonna be better value. that opens up throughout the day on the chicago side so chicago also wants to win games right now the big three derozan vooch and levine all in play for tournaments as you know it's based on my same analysis when these guys are healthy probably one of those guys it's a good game good luck trying to figure out which one's gonna be derozan's been the most consistent but levine and boost also like a thousand dollars cheaper so all three in play no standouts though for me um cruce has been losing a, a little bit of minutes of play i will mention patrick williams has played very well the last couple of games 37 and 30 minutes um i think he's a fair value play i think he's kind of uh you know had a couple outlier games like i wouldn't expect patrick williams to play this well and average like a fancy point per minute but at 3.8 k i do think he's viable for some salary relief all right washington minnesota another game i think has a, a pretty high ceiling uh you know should be very little defense played in this game if it can stay competitive, so if it can stay uh, close. So, Kristaps Porzingis, 8.9. I don't think many people play him after a bad game last game, but we know the ceiling is there. He's not going to play huge minutes, probably 30 or 32, uh, but he can definitely still go for 50-plus. So, like Porzingis in tournaments, KCP, too pricey. Denny, Rui splitting the minutes. Both just seem priced about right. Sanoranski's 4-6. Um, again, his minutes last game was the blowout. Viable value, I would assume, more often than not. He plays in the mid-20s minutes. Um kispert's gonna play big minutes but not be productive gafford will play the backup five if porzingis gets in foul trouble he could have a good game but yeah outside of porzingis there's nothing that i love And the minnesota side um we did get news that patrick brevley is in fact in so downgrade DeAndre russell downgrade malik beasley uh but yeah it's a great spot so the big three cat edwards adilo all in play i expect all three of those guys to play mid-30s minutes so like the upset in all three they all had a massive game last game this was against houston and again this is a pretty good spot too so the big three i like I think Patrick Beverly is a pretty safe play. Um, he should play 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, Malik Beasley probably shifts to the bench roll, so he becomes a little bit riskier. Um, I would still assume we get around 20 minutes from him if the game blows out. You can, maybe you can consider like Nas Reed, who's productive when he's on the court, uh, but more often than not, going to hover in that you know 12 to 15 minute range unless the game blows out or Cagin in foul trouble. Portland, Oklahoma City, Portland running a pretty deep rotation right now, so hard to really feel good about anyone. It is a good matchup. Um, last time these two teams played, it went to overtime, but um, yeah, a little bit of a different situation. You Both teams last time had like eight man rotations. Uh, both teams have a little bit of deeper uh, rotations now, so Eubanks probably plays low 30s minutes. He's in play for tournaments, but outside of that, I mean, there's nothing I love. Like, if you feel really good about all these value plays, you want to play like a Chris Dunn in like 25 minutes, I think that's fine. You want to look like a greg brown of 4-4. He's been playing mid-20s minutes i think it's okay there's a lot of guys look similar reggie perry i'll put it back up five like he'll be productive but i'm uh, not gonna play huge minutes so there's nothing that really stands out on the Portland side and the thunder side um so they will have nine active players so uh and Trey man is out right so maldon one roby two book three wiggins four waters five fit six Ford seven Sar eight robinson earl nine so um, you saw the minutes tick down for the likes of like maladon and Ferobi. sure the game blew out but uh they weren't on pace for big minutes uh either way so those two again viable for tournaments i think pogoshevsky uh he played the most played 36 minutes maybe your safest bet but all three of maladon poke shesky are still viable they're just not they don't look as good with nine guys available to play wiggins at five category game last game but he really hasn't been playing huge minutes so a little bit hard for me to pay that salary I think Vid at 4-6 looks okay because right now he's just playing really big minutes, 35, 41, and 37. So he's probably your safest value option. Fourth minutes went way down. Uh, Saar played it really well last game. Um, I think we get around 20 to 25 minutes from him. Makes him a viable value. And then Jerry, right now they're taking it easy on his minutes. So don't think I can play him because he's kind of capped at that 15-minute mark. San Antonio and Denver. So John Tamera already confirmed out um the first guy that stands out obviously is trey jones 4k he's going to start probably at around 30 minutes so i think he makes her very very safe value play there at 4k um and then the likes of like kelvin and Pirtle and Vassell and richardson all look solid um you know they're going to have a lot more usage with the mirror off the court so those guys are all like viable you could add lining walker possibly to, the, to that mix as well but no standouts for me on the denver side it's a great matchup Jokic obviously looks great at the top he's going to play mid 30s minutes he's gone for 70 plus the last five games which is absolutely insane so yeah Jogic looks at the top and the mid-range guys have been playing a lot more too so gordon barton morris have been consistently playing like 35 ish minutes so if you want to land on one of those guys i don't think it's the worst idea in a great matchup so yeah gordon barton morris a definitely more in play of late and bones highland's been uh playing a good chunk more uh recently 27 29 27 so i even think he's in play at 5.1 i'll mention boogie cousins he's super cheap so you have a couple of different ways he could really have a ceiling game. Number one, you get Jokic foul trouble. Number two, you get the game blowing out, which is possible. So if either of those things happen, Boogie can break his slate at 3-4. He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to play the backup five. And if something happens to Jokic or the game blows out, again, he can absolutely crush that 3.4K salary. Memphis and Utah. So I assume the main guy's going to be back in Bain, Triple J, Jones, and Adams. And assuming that is the case, it's only John Morant that is out. So in a tougher spot against Utah, I don't know if there's any standouts to me. I think the main guys all look okay. Probably my favorite option would be Tyus Jones, so I think still plays 30 to 35 minutes in a competitive game. But all the main guys just kind of look okay. And I don't think I get to any of the value. Some of these guys priced up from when all those guys missed. So right now I'm assuming all those guys play. So not a lot of standouts on the Memphis side. On the Utah side, Mitchell, Gobert, I think both are very safe plays. Good matchup. Mitchell's going to play big minutes as well as Gobert. Uh, Gobert has played a good chunk more over the last few games 37, 38, 36, and 38. They've been limiting the minutes either at whether, whether it be been backing up or his whiteside last game. So um gobert has played a lot more so 8.1k I do you think he's a very very safe play at center position and then mid-range options i'll mention mike conley too where he played 36 minutes last game in regulation so not somewhere to get that again but if we consistently get over 30 minutes of mike conley i think he's playable Boyan badanovich is 5k uh, he played 31 minutes and he's a fine option kind of score independent but uh, his minutes have ticked up since that most recent game New Orleans and Sacramento. So, New Orleans was pretty disappointing last game on the main slate. But this is a nice bounce back spot here against Sacramento. The main uh, three guys in CJ, JB, and Ingram all look good. JV got his minutes slashed last game. He wasn't really in foul trouble. They just uh, didn't go with him. So, I don't think it happens again. I think that's more of an outlier. So, would expect big minutes from CJ, JB, and Ingram all uh, in a great matchup. So, all three I think look pretty good. I don't know if I get to any of the values, though, with Herbert Jones or Jackson Hayes. Like Larry Nance will probably again he got a a good uh minutes bump with JV kind of getting limited so i think more often than not though he's hovering in that 15 to 20 minute range which is fine but there's probably going to be other rally that opens up on the sacramento sides so don't expect to see fox just a bonus for the rest of the season Damian mitchell and play for tournaments he has shot awful over the last couple games but he's still going to play about 40 minutes he's still going to be a relatively high usage player um damian jones came back down to earth after back 50 bombs would expect him to continue to play over 30 minutes though which makes him viable this grouping like Barnes, Steven, Chenzo, and Lyles all look pretty similar. Value, I don't know if there's anything stands out. Matu's price is up. I'm not playing Justin Holiday. don't care that he played more. I'm not playing Justin Holliday. Um, and yeah, Jackson's better in the rotation, but not playing enough for me to consider him. Finally, the Lakers and the Suns. Keep running Lakers. LeBron, AD, both questionable. AD played last game, so I would expect AD to play. LeBron, I think more 50-50. So if LeBron misses and Anthony Davis plays, I think Anthony Davis looks great. Mentioned on the stream yesterday, um, the winter tilt stream that I like the Anthony Davis over fancy points that easily hit. So um, that was nice to see. Again, with LeBron out of that, he was had like 48 fancy points. It was too low. But um, yeah, Anthony Davis, if LeBron's out, I think it looks really, really solid. there, 9k. And then you can consider the likes like Westbrook and Monk if LeBron is out. If LeBron is in, it's really just LeBron at 80. I think I would consider Dwight Howard has been starting uh, last couple games. I guess if he continues to start, you can use him. But um, I think this is a game where they don't necessarily need Dwight against Aiton. Like, they can just go AD at the five. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep on Lakers news. But um, if they're both in, both the main guys are in. It's LeBron and AD. If they're both out, then we start looking to like Monk and Mellow and Westbrook and Dwight Howard, right? Um, so, we'll keep on that one. And finally, the Phoenix Suns. So, looks like everyone's off the injury report. Uh, I was a little bit surprised again. Why, why did Chris Paul play that last game? Why didn't he just. I don't know. Beats me, but um great matchup here. So Paul Booker Eaton, I think the big three all in play. Paul probably your safest bet, gonna have the ball in his hands a ton. Booker probably has the highest ceiling. A little bit riskier though with Paul back in the rotation. And then DeAndre Eaton, 7-1, should be able to feast against this front court, but the minutes haven't really been great in him. Usually he's capped around low 30s minutes. Um don't think I get to any of the wings. Uh McGee's price is up, so I don't think we have to go there either at 4-2. But Yeah, guys. So that will wrap it up for the video. Um, There is a a mega millionaire on DraftKings as well. So good luck to anyone playing that one. It's a $3,000 entry. But again, really appreciate everyone's support as always. If you do enjoy this, make sure to hit the like, subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff. And I will see everyone in the next video.